Time and Newsweek agree. Back to the Future Part 2 is rich in invention and astonishment. A high-spirited romp that leaves you exhausted but happy. And it's been called one of the most innovative sequels ever made. Back to the Future Part 2. Rated PG. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Now, pick up your copy of the first Back to the Future. Available on video cassette wherever videos are sold for just $19.95. Gentlemen, boys and girls, back to the future fans of all ages, welcome back to day four of 31 days in a row of Back to the Future 2 celebrations. This is Marchie McFly. It's Friday night. Uh, for the last few days, I've been coming at you uh, pretty early during the day, watching the movie first thing in the morning while on vacation, and then uh, uh, pretty much recording right away, uh, doing little prep, writing some notes, taking some notes, and, uh, you know, one song is in there so far, and uh, I, I'm excited because I don't know what's going to be happening these next couple weeks. I know I want to have a few people on. I know that um, I want to write more songs. I want to do more skits, 
but I don't have anything really uh, planned right now. That the song yesterday just kind of all came together yesterday, and that's how it, that's how it kind of works usually. Usually, these on, on a daily basis, I try to come up with um, something. And uh, today, <laughs> I don't have a song for you, but I'm here. And guess what? I watched first thing in the morning. Back to the Future Two. Took some more notes, but a lot of these notes kind of go pretty far ahead in the movie, and I'm not even ready to get there yet. I am still early on in the 2015 segment of this movie. There's this, like, there's like three chunks to this movie. That's the way I look at it. Um, when I'm when you're watching it, you kind of see there's three real spots. There's the you know the the beginning gets you to 2015. 2015 brings you back to the new 1985. 1985 brings you back to the new 1955. And that's pretty much where things end. Um, and I'm still still uh, knee deep in, in the seven years ago future that is Back to the Future 2's 2015. And today I want to focus specifically on one scene in this movie, the hoverboard scene. For the filmmakers, an even bigger secret was the creation of a futuristic device that demanded very special attention. Hey! I need to borrow your hoverboard. The hoverboard is a board that hovers on magnetic energy, and it works just like a skateboard, except it doesn't have any wheels, and you don't have to have any pavement to hover on. And they've been around for years, it's just that parents groups have not let the toy manufacturers make them and we got our hands on some and we put them in the movie when people think hoverboards today and i'm assuming they were around in 2015 as well they're not that new um it's it's not even close to what what we have in this movie i mean they're just the calling them hoverboards are, are like uh uh one of the greatest lies humanity has ever had to deal with. I mean, really, when you think about it, they're just uh, a, a board. They're just like motorized skateboards, I guess, right? They're like tiny wheelchairs, but you can stand. I don't know what else to call them. I mean, they're just these little wheels on the side of boards that you can lean. You want to call them lean boards? There's no hovering. You're 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 hovering. Uh, to the point of, you know, uh, you're hovering right to the edge of falling on your face and, and or, you know, that'll happen because that happens most of the time. I've never gotten on a hoverboard and I never will. Um, I just I thank God part of me matured the part that has the need to get on things with wheels that could hurt me. That's the only part, but it's part. Uh, but but when folks, uh, if you were my age, when this movie came out, 1989, 13, you remember hearing rumors like, oh, no, no, those are real. They're actually real. I mean, look. And I remember thinking, well, how are they getting the, you know, these shots where you can see it's actually, you know, the board's there. It's not like, uh, you know, magic, you know, green screen or I feel like green screen is what it is now. But remember when we were kids, it used to be blue screen. It was a blue screen. Now it's green screen. Well, it wasn't a blue screen or a green screen or, or, or anything like that. It was just like the board was there. Now, of course, it was all uh, just like 
trick photography where you see part of the board, not the whole thing. Um, or Michael J. Fox was suspended from wires that were then later erased. Um, these things, um, you know, what, what it did was it just it helped the illusion of this thing looking like a real thing. But what really helped and what really um, like kind of made this rumor come to life was in that video you just heard, Robert Zemeckis himself went on out and said, oh, yeah, yeah, they're real, which when you think about it is hilarious and like very, um, you know, before the term troll was troll, he was, you know, letting like just kind of having fun with it and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're real. We just we can't put them out. The toy company doesn't allow aren't you know, they aren't made to be put out. And yet in this movie, you can clearly see that um, that hoverboards are a thing. Not only are they a thing, but they're made um, for for like tough guys. They're made for for if you're rich enough to have power, you can tow people. And then they're made for kids. There's a kids version uh, made by Mattel, and of course, that's the most famous hoverboard of all. The one that that you know are, is made. Replicas have been made of it. Um, there's been toys of it. I mean, it is it is the the hoverboard that um, you could say it's Marty's hoverboard. And I almost, I would say he stole it, but he didn't really. He well, he took it, but he was going to give it back. Um, but the girl stole. Really think about it. If everything is said and done, that girl stole Griff's hoverboard. And um, he let she let Marty keep her hoverboard. And it's a good thing she did because the hoverboard ends up becoming really um, a crucial tool uh, later on in the movie back in 1955. Now, OK, maybe I said I was going to just focus on the hoverboard scene. I'm clearly not. Um, but this is another hoverboard scene. The one later on in the movie um, when they need to get the uh, Gray Sports Almanac back from Biff. If you remember, they're pulling the car, the, the DeLorean, they're flying it right over Biff, who's driving away after after the dance. And um, Marty's like, hey, let's land the car. Let's land the DeLorean right on this, um, right on Biff. He's like, whoa, whoa, we have a DeLorean. He's got a, you know, I don't remember, an old car. He'll tear through us like tinfoil. He's like, what do we do? And, and Doc goes, I have a plan. And you know what his plan was? His plan was, okay, Marty, take that hoverboard that you've used once, and I'm going to pull up next to the car. You get out of this moving vehicle and and use your hoverboard and fly over to him and go get it. That's my plan. That's Doc's plan. That is actually what happened in this movie. But okay, back to the original uh, hoverboard scene, the chase. Do you remember when um, The Force Awakens came out and people were like, I mean, it's, it's basically like a redo of the original. Like they just kind of are like almost remaking the original Star Wars, but, you know, with these new characters. Um, that's my impression of that guy online who said that. And okay, yes, there is a certain truth to that. that I, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, it very much uh, pays homage to that story structure. Um, while that does that, Back to the Future 2 blatantly, but I'm going to say purposely, um, copies some beats from the original because, 
and, and they kind of do that in all three and it's it's almost like it's it's done on purpose it's not like trying to be sly about it in any way I mean it's just be like hey you remember what we did back then well this is what it would look like in the future uh, you know different time same problems for you teenagers uh, but they even I like that Biff was like something very very familiar about this they, that was a fun little thing where they know what they're doing and they're not like they're not trying to uh, be um, they're trying to like hide the fact they're doing it um, but I when I also wrote, I wrote down a couple notes here um, it was made the hoverboard was made by Mattel more product placement not a real product but a company product placement and we got pizza we got we got uh, pizza hut uh, Pepsi um, Mattel uh, there's 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 a lot of product placement in this movie and that's fine because guess what people use real products so it's always better than you see beer you know now mind you I don't mind movies that make their own products like it's a completely made up product but when it's something really generic like beer or pizza um you know, that's kind of, it takes you out of it a little bit. So the other thing I wrote down was, um, unless you've got power, you know, you, the boards don't work on water unless you've got power. Now, okay, I get it. Like, you need to use the, um, the Earth's magnetic pull to, to counterbalance the magnet's of the hoverboard to allow it to hover. There's that's the scientific ex- explanation. But what I don't get is if it doesn't work, how come the board is fl- like on the water? Like there are some just scientific um, or logis- logistical, logical leaps where they just like who cares? And I'm totally okay with who cares. You know, um, because sometimes who cares makes for a more fun um, atmosphere. When you're watching it 31 days in a row, though, you you look at things more. And so I'm like, why is the why is it floating? Like, why? Why doesn't if it doesn't work, why doesn't it just sink in the water? And when they're coming, you should have jumped much earlier or just jumped and swam to the edge. That would have also done it. Um, But. Instead, Marty stands there while they get they have time to go get the the board, um, the the pit bull or whatever it is that has the power, has the towing ability, and they all fly at Marty, ready to I guess bash his friggin' brains in. Um, but they Marty at the last second jumps in the water, um, and for some reason when they swing he swings the bat and miss, they then they then decide to leap straight into the air at a like a, a a good 15 degree angle right up ah oh, they they're just they're on the ground they're going fast but when he swings and misses they go whoa and they float up in the air for some reason and into the the courthouse glass and i read something today where one of the stunt performers it didn't quite go right and you could see this person kind of clips one of the columns of the of the courthouse and doesn't go through the glass fully uh, and I guess falls outside. Um, now you don't quite see that happening at the w- when you see them kind of bump into the column. It looks like they only their feet bump. The woman's feet bumps into the column. 
But when you're in, when you're inside the courthouse and seeing the glass fall, you definitely do see someone outside just fall to the ground, and it looked pretty hard. And they kept that take and they used that take, um, which I thought was you know, I guess economically speaking, you don't want to have to reset and have to put all that glass back. So I understand it. They got the shot. And that's more, that's the most important thing, right? Getting the shot. As long as no one's permanently hurt. Um, I'm I'm sure, uh, you know, it's the Robert Zemeckis was happy. He's like, this is perfect. Let's use it. Okay. Cut, lock it down On to the next shot. Um, also, uh, Marty is, um, He's not that wet when he gets out. Like, his hair's not even wet enough. Um, you know, Marty had the good old feathered hair look. Uh, and his, his hair was not wet enough for it to dry that quick. Like, it was half dry. And then it was like, drying mode on. I'm going to dry the jacket. And then his hair uh, was pretty damn dry. Um, I thought that was... Uh, st- I loved that jacket. That jacket... That, however it resized, it looked really cool, the effect, uh, because it, it happened right on Michael J. Fox without any, um, any like, you know, digital um, effect. And then uh, the, the effect of the, um, of the, the self-drying mode. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Um, I did actually, uh, I noticed yesterday when I watched the credits, um, there were a few, the few, they gave some, um, like footage, uh, provided by these shows. And one of the shows I was like, really? So I really, I was thinking, when did that happen? And when I watched the movie today, I thought, oh, it must be in this scene. And, um, the cafe 80 scene, I, um, I, I wrote some notes and I'm going to go through these notes because, um, that's really all, all I have to say about the hoverboard. Uh, it, I think they, they do use it again in the future, or I, I guess technically the, the, um, the old past. So I don't want to talk too much more about the, hover, the hoverboard. Just in this movie, it was used specifically for, um, you know, during the chase. And then it's a good thing Marty kept it because it helped him uh, save the day, really. Uh, and just actually to go along with that scene, since we're kind of, you know what? I'm going to talk about that scene. Oh, you know what? Who cares? It's a hoverboard scene. I'm going to talk about it now. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, that was, um, doc's, um, plan was okay. Get out and go get it was crazy. But I wrote down someplace. Um, where is it? Where did I, where did I, I thought it was a pretty good line. I was very proud of it. I said, um, the peripheral vision of characters in this movie are worse. Oh, here we go. It's characters in this movie have less peripheral vision than pro wrestling referees. Um, I, I thought that was that was poetic. What that means is, or what I mean by that is, you ever see pro wrestling, and I mean you know, you, you do understand that it is. You know what? I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything. Um, just enjoy the just enjoy the fights, ladies and gentlemen. But a, a ref in a pro wrestling ring never sees like you know he could be talking to one wrestler who's getting distra- who's distracting him so that a bad guy in the back could be you know doing something dastardly, and the ref never notices it. In this movie, there are multiple um, moments where I'm like, if the dude, if you just turn your head to the left or the right or look down, even you know um, 
you'll you'll you're going to notice something major going on, and um, the fact that they don't do it actually um, propels the story. But you know they would do it, and the fact that they would do it is would would take away the from what you're already seeing. Case in point, when Marty is is um, getting the almanac back from Biff in the tunnel, goddamn Biff. Or the fact that Marty's in the back seat of Biff's car in 1985 in multiple scenes and Biff never notices him. Um, and, and you know why he never notices him? Because in some scenes, his car has a rearview mirror. In other scenes, it he doesn't. That's just a um, an error of the... Uh, an error on the part of the, the, the filmmakers. One of many that I found that, that the editors watching it never noticed, like... Maybe you watch the movie two or three times and go, wait a second. And maybe they do notice, and it's like, well, we can't do anything about it now. Hopefully no one will notice. And I have to admit, it took me 30 years to notice it. Um, but I'm going to go through, now that I'm kind of done talking about the the powerboard, the hoverboard, I want to go through a few notes that I have here. I wrote here, is Jennifer a simpleton? <sighs> That's not nice. Um, I, she asked no questions and seems fine with them um, flying. But then she's like, wait, we're in the future? We're in the future? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, uh, we're going to see who we married. We're going to meet our kids. It's like, Jennifer, the doc, the, the friggin' doc just showed up. His car just materialized out of nowhere. And he says, something's got to be about, done about your kids. You got to come back with me to the future. You get in a car that effing flies away. And then you, you, then you're like, wait, What? What? We're in the future? That's crazy. Um, I also wrote down that Doc, really what, what Doc was saying is, I can't trust her with the truth. She's just a dumb girl. Let's knock her out instead. That seemed to be a really smart uh, idea. Doc? I wrote two ties in the future. I enjoy that. That they, you know, A lot of people wear two ties. I love the power laces. I think those sneakers are still kind of cool looking today, to this day. Um Here's a 50. I do love that Doc gives Marty a $50 bill to go buy a Pepsi. Uh, though I, I think it's funny also that it's like uh, there's no mention of like digital currency or, or, you know, even just like a debit card kind of thing. Uh, just it's still using cash in, in, the, in, the, in the far, far, far future of 2015. Another thing I wrote is um, everything is very futuristic, but... USA Today, the newspaper, just kind of still looks like a newspaper. They haven't really changed the paper it's printed on or anything like that. And okay, um, today, you know, people still get the newspapers. Um, the People still get the newspapers. What the hell kind of wording is that? You know, um, when my wife and I moved to Florida at one point, we got the newspaper down there. I was like, I want the newspaper. I wanted to see the local news and... I mean, that's like 16 years ago now. Um, God, even longer than that, 17 years ago. And after a while, we just stopped getting it. Moved back. Um, or when we first got married up here in Massachusetts, we, we, we got the newspaper for a while. Got it just because that's what you did. And I realized I wasn't reading as much. And I haven't, you know, I look at news all the time. I look at our local newspaper sometimes online. Um, but, you know, newspapers haven't been or aren't what they used to be. Um, but 
the newspaper world in this movie is quite strong because, um, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I have a lot of days to talk about. But in this movie, um, or in this part, we see that newspapers are thriving in 2015, or at least they're still a big deal. You know what? They're still around, but I guess my point was they don't, how come everything looks so futuristic, but the newspaper still looks like the newspaper? I guess that, that's my point. Um, so I was talking about um, the TV, um, the TV shows that, that were referenced at the end of the credits. Uh, and I did realize this time that it all happens in the cafe 80s. Um, so I wanted to kind of also detail what's going on in the cafe 80s. I didn't talk enough about stuff that I saw on the wall there. I talked about the, the antique shop, but I didn't talk about the cafe 80s enough. So I thought I would kind of point out things I've noticed. There were some Super Bowl mini posters. It was some sort of newspaper, some drumsticks, guitars, somebody with shoes. I don't know what was going on there. A Dodger shirt. They are in California. You know that for a fact because you see Biff's license plate in 1955. There's a, an astronaut for some reason. Then there are masks, like just masks mounted on the wall that I think are uh, Ronald Reagan, Gorbachev, Castro, again, the Ayatollah Khomeini. And there was another guy. Was it like Walter Mondale or Michael Dukakis? I don't know what it was. There was some action figure. It looked like he was with some commemorative plates. But... There were also 12 screens playing behind the counter, and there was one screen playing at a table. The screen playing at a table was playing Wheel of Fortune, which is still kicking today. Um, but behind the counter, the 12 screens were showing um, various things, and I have notes to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 of those things. Uh, Miami Vice, I saw. Dallas, I didn't see, but it says that. Um, Pee-wee's Playhouse, I didn't see. Geraldo, I didn't see. CNN, I couldn't tell. But I did see Taxi. And I did see The Smurfs. And I did see Oprah. But you know what I didn't see? But it says footage provided Family Ties. There's Family Ties footage playing in the cafe 80s, which is a nice little touch. Um, I mean, we all know Alex P. Keaton is Michael J. Fox. Um, and um, in the world of Marchie McFly in the world of Marty McFly in the world of Back to the Future. Um, Michael J. Fox exists as a whole separate person. And he is an actor on Family Ties. So that is now canon. That is official. And I love it. I uh, talked about Elijah Wood the other day, I think, with the... Um, with the, um, the... The Wild Gunman video game. But what I did notice is... And, they, and there's a clip of him on Conan talking about being that being his first you know movie he was wearing like a weird green colander on his head go back and look at that 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 actually happens very strange um which is kind of funny just they thought oh let's flip a colander over it and uh it looks like a hat so that'll be a futuristic hat there you go um let's see what else do i really want to talk about here um Okay, okay, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop before we get to uh, Hilldale. I don't want to get there. Um, but um, when Marty goes back to uh, get the uh, Gray Sports Almanac, you know he he survives the hoverboard chase. 
He meets up with this guy, Terry, tell him to save the clock tower. Clock, uh, they see the Cubs win the World Series. One of those predictions, right? Uh, and then the guy's like, I wish I you know, could go back to the beginning and place some money on the Cubbies. And Marty's like, what a great idea. I wrote down, Marty's only supposed to be 17. So the fact that he makes some, some dumb, selfish uh, decisions, you know, that, that's not that unrealistic. Not a big deal. Um, I, when he goes and gets Grace Bott's almanac, the woman says, now this here is a dust jacket. It's what books used before there was dust repellent paper. That dust jacket, the fact that they mentioned the dust jacket, that's like, um, is it saying Chekhov's gun? So this is Chekhov's um, dust jacket because the dust jacket does play a role in the movie later. Um, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Also, um, two thoughts on the almanac. Uh, as, a, as a plot device, okay, it makes some sense. This is a, this is a key way for someone to know about the future, um, to know about the past, and then use it in the past to learn to learn about the future, blah, 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 blah. You know, young Biff, old Biff, uh, everyone knows. Um, but I wrote, why is the almanac in an antique store? It's only 15 years old at most. The, the, the almanac goes until 2000, okay? So everything in 2000 is listed there. You know, the, um, the Subway series, isn't that what happened in 2000? The, um, I want to say the Ravens beat the Giants, I believe, in the Super Bowl, maybe. Uh, but it was 2001 when that happened. So do they, do they include that in the 2000? Or do they just include the 1999 Super Bowl season with, where the, the Super Bowl happened in 2000? And that would have been the, I want to say, Rams over the Titans, if I'm correct. Um, so this almanac goes all the way to 2000. It just missed the beginning of the Tom Brady era of sports in Boston, basically taking over um, the majority of, of the next, you know, decade and a half. Um, but again, if it came out in 2000, it is and they publish it. They rush it to publish it. You know, there could have been some errors because there are errors in things. So it would have been funny if, you know, Biff's like, you know, it's not perfect. I got some things wrong. Um, but. At most, that book is only 15 years old. So within the next, the last 15 years, think about this, from 2000 to 2015, um, that's when they invented dust um, repellent paper. You, now we have a timeline on the dust repellent paper. So that, that, is, that gives us something to work on. What does it give us to work on? I have no effing idea. I don't know what, that, what the importance of that is. I just thought of that now, the fact that this, bo this, this book covers 2000, so it probably came out in 2001. So we're, now we're going 14 years of, of the time when dust, dust repellent paper was made. And I guess she thinks Marty's 17, so he was probably only, you know, he could have been, you know, two or three years old. But he probably remembers paper before the dust repellent paper came out. So lady, relax. Um, and also, why is this an antique? It's only 15 years old. And another thing, it covers 50 years of sports. In, in what roughly looks like a, a, a thick comic book. I mean, you'd think like it would have 
and he has co- like random college games in the middle of a day. Like you, when you turn on the radio of your old, you know, 1954 car stereo, 55 car stereo, and um, it automatically starts giving you the scores at the exact right time. Like you'd think um, that that all those scores for all those sports at one point you'd think would be um, would be a thicker goddamn book than what we see on the movie in the movie. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I have some other notes, but I think this is a good, good spot to stop. We've kind of, um, we, well, well, Marty gets the, the, uh, the almanac, Doc finds it, says, uh, you know, nope, we're not doing this. I didn't build the time machine to, to, to do this. Uh, and that's when, uh, Biff notices a flying DeLorean. He's like, flying DeLorean? see one of those in 30 years and it's like he's not like wait a second that doc brown looks no different and two marty's what's going on like yeah i haven't seen one of those in 30 years and i haven't thought about it once and i haven't mentioned it to anybody because it doesn't make any sense um but this is the point where he he goes he kind of you know hides behind them a little and then um eavesdrops and hears all about eavesdrops did i say that right that sounds right and then he's like, huh, so Doc Brown built a time machine. He said it out loud for himself for no reason. Doc Brown built a time machine. And that's the end of kind of the downtown scene. Um, from there, we go on to Hilldale. And I want to talk about this very in depth. But that I'm going to save for uh, another uh, day. Probably, let's see, when can I talk about Back to the Future 2 again? Oh, I know, uh, tomorrow. But until then, my friends, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We're four days in, in, in on this thing. We have a lot of time and a lot to discuss and a lot of podcasting to do. Um, but until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening and subscribing. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The website is fansonexperts.com. The Facebook page is fans, not experts. The podcast is Geek Mentality. And this, of course is Marchie McFly. You can find on any social media search or tweet or, or Instagram or anything. You could do it yourself. Um, the hashtag is simply Marchie McFly. So with that, my friends, um, I'll see you till tomorrow. I, 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 my nose is running. I gotta go all of a sudden. I'm like, I don't know if I sound different, but I filled up, um, the last few days I've been doing it. The, the show, um, up in my mother-in-law's house. Um, and we, we, came home today and now i don't know like is there like some dander some dander around here that's filling me up because like for the last 20 minutes my nose is running like like um like it's got power and uh i i um yeah i don't my voice all, all of a sudden sounds different do i sound different <laughs> what about now <laughs> okay it's uh, uh it, i was gonna say it's tired and i'm late um but uh yeah that's it uh, I have a lot to talk about to, to discuss in Hilldale. Uh, so much, so, so much. Uh, that's probably going to take uh, two weeks on its own. Um, but, like I said, that's tomorrow. And for now, for Geek Mentality, this is Mikey C. Saying thank you once again for listening and subscribing. And wait, I have it right here. What's the, the line I wanted to close with? All right, here, here is my theme song this is my podcast i made it geek mentality is what i named it 
And I think you should listen and subscribe Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode That's not experts